9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome to your regularly scheduled Go Plug Yourself podcast. On this week's episode, we are happy to have as a guest Raji Chelia, one of Montreal's absolute up-and-coming rising stars of comedy. Uh, If you have not uh, heard of her yet, uh, do yourself a favor, Google her, check her out. Uh, She's all over the place. She's going to be playing in Montreal. She's going to be playing in Ontario. She's going to be playing in D.C. Uh, There's all sorts of opportunities to see her uh, coming at you soon and probably forever. Uh, Chris Mendito steps in as co-host for this one and uh, we obviously we talk about just you know tv movies and a bunch of other crap but i mean also we talk about comedy you would think that that would be what we do when we have a comedian on because we're professionals uh sit back enjoy the show go plug yourself it's raji chelia do one hit it go plug yourself you plug another plugger go plug yourself you plug another plugger Buddy, you're here. You're live. You're in person. This is your first one in person in a while, buddy. Well, yeah. I mean, you you, uh, you fucked off for a month. You did all the glamorous stuff at Just for Last Festival. Those are phony. And then you were at Oshiaga. Yep. And you were uh, you were inebriated. Uh, for out of my mind at Oshiaga. That did you was go to great. Ilsa Nick too? God no. Yeah. Did you That's get early or late lunch? You fucking minor. I, I would not. Uh, Ilsa Nick. I've never been. I've never been to Ilsenik either. I've been to Oshiaga. I really want to go to Lasso for Stapleton, but this is another podcast. I could, we'll, t- we'll, you know what? If like, if I you can't go to, I'm going to hobble around that fucking Oshiaga. No way. You, you just, you get like, you just post up somewhere and chill. I'm just going to cry with Chris Stapleton. <laughs> oh, you're so beautiful, Chris. <laughs> Remember uh, when he, before we bring out guys? Remember when he did the national anthem at the, at the at the Super Bowl last year? There you go. Yes. Yeah, and then like every white person in America was in tears before the game. Mm-hmm. It was great. Oh. God bless Chris Are you a country music guy? Huh? Are you a country music guy? Not at all, but okay. he has made me. Him and then Luke Bryan doing the cover of uh, Fast Cars. Oh. From all, all my, like, 2023 country music knowledge stems from that guy, like, Hardy, who's like, come at me, I'm from a small town and I'm an asshole. Okay, those guys Those guys are industry plants, so conservative plants. We can talk about Oh, 100%. That. I don't think he's a Chris real person. Chris Stapleton <laughs> is a genius <laughs> Chris Stapleton's we will a saint. not we will not conflate the two will not be denied he's a soulful man we'll we'll talk next year though because I have there's uh, a video folks look it up it's Chris Stapleton at the Apollo uh it's insane okay it's but insane. either way Chris if uh, I, I've been I have been asked to cover lasso and I've turned it down I think Chris Vendito does lasso is great is gonna, oh fuck is, yeah you how come you don't want to cover lasso you, did you, what did, I hate country music bro <laughs> okay, we'll talk about this offline. Yeah, exactly. That's it. This is the uh, this we next year we'll hook something up. I feel there's a lot of content to be hey, had. Stable's not going to be there next year. He's no, there but year. but I understand. It's, it's you in turn it three down days. This year? I can't, huh? You turn it down this year? <laughs> yes, I turn it down every year. Well, could you like undo that? I don't think on three days' notice. I don't think I can right, do it's it. It's this weekend, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck. Yeah, geez. that's it. I was like, if we we if I'd known a little bit sooner, I definitely could have. Uh, sorry, we're just taking care of business here, not talking to our guest. <laughs> we have a wonderful guest. We have a wonderful guest. Uh, booking other things while we're on the show. One of Montreal's rising comedy superstars. Uh, Raji Chelia is here. Hey. Did I get that right or no? Yeah, you got it right. So I've hosted for you a hundred times. I should be able to get that right. <laughs> Raji, uh, how's life? Welcome 
Welcome to our to humble show. recording studio. Yep. Thank you guys for is, having me. Which here. is much different than the last podcast you did. Shout out to Pantelos. Yeah, hey. Who has a nice studio. Keith and I. Whoa. Uh, we haven't got the Heineken money in yet. Okay. I mean, or the Stella Artois money listen. in yet. There's, there was. I had a choice to make when I started the podcast was, do I want to set up a nice like home studio? Or do I want to try to figure out a system with mics and whatever that fits in a bag and I can record anywhere? Yes. So I opted smart, fits yeah. in a bag, record anywhere. And honestly, no disrespect to any of the people that have the home studios. You listen to our podcast, you listen to their podcast, there's not a big difference mm-hmm. audio audio quality-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly I, what I, the guy who cut corners would say. It wasn't cutting corners. <laughs> Do you know how many mics I shopped? Do you know how many mics I tested, set up, so we had these stupid things next to our mouths so that like they're not far away? We're oh, not picking so up too these much Jimmy Carr mics? These are fancy mics, sir. I paid top dollar for these microphones. For to be mobile. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, exactly. That's great. It. It's way more fun, I think, this to record in the back of a bar than to be like, come to my studio. Even though, obviously, there's excellent quality, sound quality to be had in a studio. I'm not knocking anyone that records in a studio. Yeah. I like being able to set up and record anywhere. We've yeah. yet to do the rooftop. Love this gonna, for you guys. We're going to do a rooftop <gasps> one. That's that's fun. The problem is a train rolls through it's the backyard. That nice ha- that nice condo that we bought does have a train ten feet in the oh, backyard. Oh, okay, you right left that part out. <laughs> you, it's awful. You, you it's say awful. that I don't even notice it happening. You're anymore. so used to it. Yeah, yeah. You get, it's like yeah, it's like the guys who live next to a prison. They don't really want them notice it anymore. Yeah, and where I used to live in NDG also had the, like I lived I lived a block away from the train there too. So it's like for nearly and he works for CN and I so work uh, I work okay. for the railroad. <laughs> If the train stopped running, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah, like, for literally the last 20 years of my life, I've had trains running through my backyard. Okay. So it's okay. just, like, it doesn't even okay. doesn't even face me. But well, I can imagine, good. if you're used to peace and quiet, it's, it's Yeah. Everybody complaining about the REM. <gasps> it's so loud. Yeah. That Griffintown money. You have thoughts money. on the train? What's that? You have thoughts on the REM? Uh, I just hope it comes to Lavelle. It's not yeah. going to. Um, it's going to eventually. Soon. Uh, that was the plan, and also it's under construction right now. It's like closed down yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so I'm really out. hoping that it does because it's gonna save my life, um, like coming here. Coming downtown, uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Oof, man. I know. It took me like an hour today. It's such from Laval. Yeah, it took me an hour to come in from the west. Yeah, it's wild. It's, it's not great, especially when you get to the the carry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst. Area. The worst. The city's. Thank God our mayor was at Pride the other day doing a dance-off <laughs> with the Toronto mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that today, and I, I, my old man instincts came in. You ever, like, watch something, something on social media and realize how old you are? And it was like, All how the about time. the mayor of Toronto, Montreal, have a dance-off? And it's like, no, no, how about... <laughs> They fix things. <laughs> you fix the roads. That's how, that's how I feel about uh, Trudeau on Twitter. Yeah. He, like, tweets absolute nonsense. Like, he yeah. tweeted at Taylor Swift to ask her to come to Canada for her well, tour. Well, he's recently divorced. My buddy? Yes, Hang on, but my bu- also... <laughs> Listen, my buddy has a big conspiracy theory, though, about what? that. Which is obviously... Okay, so it's like, think about the timing. Like, hey, come to Canada. Oh, by the way, I'm divorced. Taylor Swift's like, here's some dates. She, she notoriously likes older men. Loves older men. Name starts with a J. First uh-huh, of all, I'd buy tickets uh-huh. in a second to Taylor Swift, yeah. right? Name Enchanted sta- slaps. Name starts with a J, which is like like John Mayer. What's his name? The other one? I don't think there's only, I think there's only one. No, 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 there's two. There's two. This there's two? This She's would be, a bunch of This dudes. would be the third uh, Joe J. Jonas. Yeah. Joe Jonas. Which is two J's. It's double yes. J. Double J's. Uh, uh, who else has she gone out uh, with? She has If there's another J, it's a trend, and then it's four. If she's what's going a, what's her... Was his name not Joe Alwyn? No, wait. What Ed Sheeran. No, oh my no, God. They I never did. They never no, did. No, no, no. Sorry, can I Google on yeah, this podcast? You can podcast? absolutely Google it. 
but yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and obviously the it was Joel Allen. Three J. Who's Joel Allen? Joseph Matthew Owen. That was uh, her most recent ex. All the J's long term. They were together for like I want to say four years or something so, so, like so that. So all J's. Older he's man. Like a businessman or an actor? Uh, he's an actor. He's an oh, actor. Okay. He's uh, British. No, he's English. Yeah. Famous J's. Are you a Swifty at all, or? Honestly, I loved her earlier albums. I can't name them for life. Yeah. But um, loved her music, and then I just kind of. Like we're yeah. close to the same age. She's like dominated now, two generations. Yeah. It's pretty wild. She's no, out. yeah, she's, she's great. She's, she's just as popular with a ten-year-old today. Yeah. As she is with a thirty-year-old. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And that concert, like. Uh, say what you will. People, people will be like, "Oh, fuck Taylor Swift!" Like, all right, calm no, down. No, 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 but no. But she's she's going like two and a half hours. Yeah, no, she's yeah, gonna, like yeah. forty-five songs. Like <laughs> we do stand up, and like yeah. I'm a half an hour. I'm like, "Honey, a towel. Honey, a towel." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, but uh, like I don't dislike any of her music. Yeah, her fans. Yeah. Her fans give her a bad rap. I think yeah, no, her yeah, it's a little bit a like video, a it's a little like saw. wrestling, <laughs> yes. honestly. There was a video where I you're saw. like, it's a fun product, but the fans make it intolerable. <laughs> there, was a, there was a video I saw of like Taylor just like mildly dancing, yeah. and someone's like, she's better than Michael Jackson. I don't like IDC, <sighs> IDC. It's like, oh, buddy. <laughs> I will say, I will say. So I was at Oshiago, You mentioned uh, as a casual Billie Eilish fan, I was like enraptured for her entire set. Yeah? She's an absolute machine on Amazing. stage. Every, everything is like perfect. She's charming. She's funny, like little bits in the thing. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily dance, but still like owns the space really Amazing. well. Like whatever. Like I was like, oh shit, Billie Eilish is, yeah. and she's 21, right? That's, that's like, crazy to me. Yeah, 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 that's youngest. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's completely bonkers. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I. She's the Harry Weinreb of, uh, <laughs> So I was gonna say younger, <laughs> younger, younger folks, uh, <laughs> Chris and Rashi. Um, I put yeah, he's like fifty eight. Yeah, I'm fifty seven years old. No, I'm forty. Okay, um, <laughs> I wasn't far off. <laughs> hey. In my head, I think is I think Billie Eilish is a three or a four female Easy. pop star. Uh. Like uh, like as I was saying, like you have like Beyonce and Taylor Swift are. Like, I guess trading one, two, back, forth, depending mm-hmm, on, like, mm-hmm. who recently dropped the album. That's in my mind. Then after that, it's, like, Rihanna, Billie Eilish? Is that Rihanna right? hasn't made music in, like, seven years. Sure, but she just headlined the Super Bowl. As soon as she drops an album, it'll be Monster. She's not going to drop an album. She's just going to re- live on a She's literally scheduled to drop an album next year. Is she? Yeah. I didn't know you were, like, Beyonce? <laughs> I, on Rihanna I, notifications. I do this thing covering, like, the biggest music festival in Canada. So I do pay attention to who might be headlining that as part of the, the what we Wait, well, what do you mean by you cover the music festival? Oh, like, yeah, do, you, yeah. do you, like, work for... Uh, we have a close working relationship with Avenco. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, 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 oh, okay, like, that's, that's so a real cool. Thing. I had no idea. Very cool. <laughs> Very. <laughs> cool. He doesn't allow Lawrence or I next to that. <laughs> okay, gotcha. He keeps it to himself. We okay. Just, we just do the interviews. Damn. And create the fun content for him to monetize off of. Yeah, big time monetization. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last concert you went to? The last concert I went to was Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, but you saw him at He's What's that? You just saw him at Oshiaga. Dude, what a he's, killer. He's, a, he's the exact opposite, I would say, of like those. Like, yeah, how's he like? He just stands there and raps perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like basically, but that's but yeah. that is like, and it's like everyone says like he, like he does like the uh, he's been doing it for years. At least he's done it the two times I've seen him. I'm assuming he did the same thing where like you like black out in between songs. Yes. And the next song happens or whatever. And apparently it's just he sits there. 
like has a drink of water, rests his voice, and is like, "I'm ready," because he's like, "I'm Kendrick Lamar. Yes, I am he never ever stumbling on a line Absolutely. ever because it's who I am. Yes, if I'm gonna be the best in the game, yeah, yeah. like you can't have him go like <clears throat> or whatever, yeah. like, and you'd be like. <gasps> You know, like, like yeah. the, the illusion of I'm the greatest For rapper sure. on the planet would be destroyed. It was an amazing concert. Yeah, like, but I it, that's just like pure. Bell Center? Yeah, at the Bell Center. So, so good. Pure magnetism also, yes. though. Like, like, no, like not, to say, not to say there's no showmanship, but like it's, he's just like, it's not like lights and lasers and whatever no, else no. like that. No, he's it's like. It's been a good summer for Michelle, though, for concerts. Drake yeah. was here. Yeah. 50 was here. Mm-hmm. I can't believe 50 was touring again. I'm so happy. With Busta opening too, and everybody. Oh, Busta Rhymes opening. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Jake was, was here and brought out J Cole, which was cool. Yeah, uh, well, who was supposed to be there? That wasn't um, brought J Cole. Uh, Twenty One Savage? Savage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, upgrade. I love, opinion, I, love, yes. I love Savage, but that's an upgrade. Yeah, for sure. I would say. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, Chicago was. J Cole loves Canada because he plays in our Canadian Professional Basketball League. He he plays. He plays. He plays for the. Scarborough something. No oh, way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He, J-, J. Cole thinks he's making the NBA. He's well, like, D- and DJ Khaled just picked up golf and thinks he's going to the PGA Tour. I, you gotta have, <laughs> listen, what? I mean, Raji knows this because she's a star in her own right. But when you're, when you're good at something, you have to have confidence that you can be great at anything. Yeah. Oh my and God. If, and if you, if you're DJ Khaled and your whole, your whole like ecosystem is built off of belief. 100%. In yourself. <laughs> he's yeah. doing this golf thing now and he, Every day, he puts up a new video about Let's oh Go Golfing. God. It's the funniest shit in the world. Have either of you seen that video <laughs> of DJ Khaled playing the guitar that the Marleys gave him? No. Oh, my God. Go- mem- remember to do this. So, like, the Marley f- the Marley estate gifted him a guitar, which was, like, a replica of one that, like, Bob used to play. Or okay. like that. And he's like, oh, thanks, so oh God. He's like, like, thank you so much. It's such a – so grateful. I'm one of the first people to have this. Da, 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 da. But think of it, Khaled. Sorry. How many, how many lifetimes – and how many and how many variants of life is DJ Khaled just like a fucking car salesman oh, or a fucking most of them or a restaurant like owner doing, or a restaurant owner if we're or doing like the Spider Man across the Spider Verse like this is the only one where he's killing he's like, it. I mean, he's, like <laughs> he's just he's crushing it yeah he's one of the nicest guys seemingly one of the nicest guys in the world uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, what has he done wrong? He doesn't do anything wrong. He's come off chauvinistic a bunch of times. Does he? Yeah. It was in the mid two thousands. It was a different era. Was it? And then he took a break, and then he like uh, came back, right? And yeah. that's when he was like another one. He's like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I do appreciate. Yeah, it. He, he helped launch. He helped launch Cardi B. Sure. He helped. He helped Rihanna. I'm not. Her I'm not her? saying he like is is a monster. I'm just saying it's like he's got some got some dated dated ideas about. A woman's place. Listen, Mr. I'm I'm curious to know what are like these artists' influences on some of these huge stars that we have today. Like for example, you know the guy from One Republic. What's his name? Um, Ryan. I think it was Ryan Tedder. He. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote a lot of the music for. Coldplay for Rihanna. Oh, there's there's lots well, of Timbaland like collection. I would imagine. Uh yes. Tim- Timbaland's like that. What's Timbaland's like the master. Well, yes. dark arts for that. Uh, so it's like when Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars did almost all of CeeLo's stuff. Yes. a lot of CeeLo's. Yeah, stuff. that's true. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all these artists who are like working with like other artists and whatever, but when they pop off and these songs go viral, we never talk about like Ryan Tedder helping out Rihanna, for example, or yeah. like. Well, it's it's. I always like. I'm I'm a big electronic music fan. Like not EDM, but like more like electronic, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like Daft Punk and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it's like I always find it hilarious where it's like other than literally the like the last album they did like random access memories it's like 
if you look at every track of every album they've done, it's like, it's their two names, and that's mm-hmm. all. You look at Beyonce, and it's like, there's 20 people involved. Yeah. Like, and you're like, and I don't want to diminish what Beyonce's bringing to it, but I'm like, there's a, like, brain trust of people mm-hmm. making this banger. Exactly, Whereas, like, yeah. you look at some other artists, and you're like, it's just them. Those yeah. two dudes, yeah. you know, or like, and that's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, it's yeah. so Yeah, so that's, that's across music today, though. Hmm? It's like, even in comedy now, like, you can see, yeah, I, you will look at some, pick a special. I mean, I'll say, I'll pick say a, it. Pick I'll a special s- of a big star and see how many writers are. Dude, I, I will, mm. I'll, the, the, I have spicy take and I'm not a comedian and I don't even care. Oh, <laughs> that's not even that spicy. But, you know, I watched the, uh, I went to the, the, the Jonathan Van Ness show at JFL. Yeah, okay. there's like 18 writers on that show. A hundred percent there's 18 writers for it. And it's, and it's way too long. And it was is like, it? it was, well, what was, what was, what blew my mind is that I was also lucky enough to have gone to see uh, Eddie Izzard the night oh, before nice. Jonathan Van Ness. And you could tell that, like, Jonathan Van Ness was trying to do what, like, Eddie had done. Okay. Like, in terms of, like. Oh, I, I, like it's going to be a lot of like seemingly non sequiturs and like tangents and whatever else like that. But then when Jonathan Van Ness did it, it just kind of went nowhere and was a bit okay. of a mess. And like not to say zero laughs, but then like where Eddie's doing it, they're putting it all together, and then it all comes in and like spinning plates and like lines up like massively, yeah. like bang, 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 yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah. a master in their craft. Amazing. And I was like, it was just it was so s- clearly that mm-hmm. one was trying to do what the other one, who was a professional comedian, like yeah. had mastered, and then someone who like clearly had a bunch of jokes written but for Jonathan them. But Jonathan Van how long has he been doing comedy? I mean, I would argue not long enough to be headlining the main room at uh, Place des Arts. That, that's <laughs> wild to me. Like, Exa- a club like show... That, w- that, was, that was, like, I would have had almost zero problems yes. with the show if I had watched it at... Club like, Soda. Club or like Soda or whatever. Yeah, exactly yeah, that's yeah, it. But yeah. it was just, like, it was packed. But, I mean, at the same time, though, like, they're... Packed with friendly audience, though, at the same time, right? Right. Like, it's like Jonathan Van Ness will just get up there and be like, butt sex. Everyone's like, yeah. Yeah, very true. And very I'm true. like, that's not a joke. But you that's crazy to me. So, John Marco Soresi, you guys know who mm-hmm. he is? So fucking funny. I went yep. and saw his show. He did his hour at uh, Cafe Cleopatra. And then he did one at Passe's Out, but at the smaller room, at the. At the. Sankim's Out? Yeah, I think so. Well, there, well cause so there's, yeah, there's a, is that like the more intimate? It's so. S- it's very small. Okay, because that's like, it. Because there's, there's the sp- there's Sankim's Out, then yeah. there's like. The one that you think is big until you get into the big one. Exactly. Like, uh, you go into one and you're like, oh, it's big and has a balcony. And then the big no. one is like, oh, no, this is like from the an one old... one that Sammy's in right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did his hour, those two shows, and I went to both of them and I watched it. And I was like, this guy's a fucking master class in, like, stand-up comedy. And he's been doing it so long. Mm. He deserves uh, one of those big rooms. And then yeah. you get, like, a Jonathan Van Ness. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect, but also... Yeah, exactly. It's the juxtaposition of the festival, though. Like we were talking offline before. Um, now you have these seasoned comedians who have been doing it for 15 years, finally getting their first chance, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you have people who are very hot online. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, it blew my mind that, like, so Eddie Izzard, the, the Eddie Izzard Gala was in the mid-sized room at Place des Arts. It wasn't in the big one, but Jonathan Ness was, Van Ness was in the big That's one. That's crazy. And I was like, and I was like, what are we talking no. about? I'm like, you're talking about like, like monster living legend Eddie Izzard. There's like, no original content of Eddie Izzard online then. Uh, right? <laughs> you know Eddie, I mean? Everything you find on Eddie online is clips of his stand-up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Stuff, yeah, stuff they've already done. Stuff, like, uh, or stuff that they're, they're acting, but yeah, nothing like, Jonathan Van Ness is putting out shit daily. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But you're still like, like you said, like an absolute, like, there's good comics, and then yeah. there's people who you're like, oh, the, this is a foundation for an entire comedic style. Yeah. Who, yeah. That, like, Eddie helped develop, for you know? Sure, like, like yeah. we had, 
on the we had Alan Davies on the like on the call and on the on the podcast as well. And that's what we're talking about, like coming up as like Alan, Eddie named a couple other names who were just sort of like those like like counterculture indie comics of the like late eighties, early nineties mm-hmm. in England. You're like there's an entire like that's that is what informed like the entire show of like QI or Taskmaster mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. there was those couple people who were like we're doing that vibe. Yeah. And now it's an entire genre of English comedy of English comedy. But then you're like, ah, I don't get the big room yet. And you're yeah. like, what are we talking about? Yeah, it's crazy. Some of the stuff I, I don't understand. Did you see anything at the festival this year? Uh, and you don't have to name names or anything that you were like to hope was not fun or good. Uh, Jonathan Van Ness. <laughs> no, I, I, it was too long. Noted. Too <laughs> long. Noted. Covered. Covered and noted. I'm Akirashi. Uh, um... So what did I watch? Honestly, I I have to say for the most part everything was pretty fucking phenomenal. I will say there was one comic that I saw that I was very underwhelmed, okay. mostly because their content is all online and I've already I already knew all the punchlines for all the jokes yeah. because I follow them fairly closely and I was a little disappointed there. But uh, honestly, the festival was helpful for me. One to understand the different kind of comedic styles there are. Yeah. Um, and also to understand that um, you could put content online and still do it on stage and people will still laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like that was a that was a good reminder for me. Um, and yeah, I think for my biggest takeaway of what the festival used to be to what it is now is that it used to be summer camp for the Americans. Yeah. They would come up here and it would all do new stuff. That was mm. the exciting. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that was all the, brand new shit. When they often described it as you'd usually like you tape your hour in the spring and then start, you're coming, work, you're, start yeah. working on the new one in the summer and that come coincides to JFL. With, with JFL. With JFL, so you come up here, you're partying and you're yeah. trying out your new shit, which can now, be hit or miss. To be fair, could be hit or miss, which sometimes means you get a marquee star and then you work, see them work new material. But it's mm. fun watching like a Big it's, J Okerson struggle for twenty minutes and then bring it home. Sure, but I'm saying, but I don't. You guys are coming to it from a comedians watching yeah. comedians perspective if you're like i just paid top dollar for this person to watch them work out their new shit yeah <laughs> as a fan as a fan like i i love watching comedians. but now the festivals cater more to the fans yeah than it is about the comedians which well, no is, because which now, is, it's now it's now it's now it's a brand yeah which right? like, which which comedy fan could we serve uh, with every different show yeah whereas again like it was more and back in the day it was more we're the best of the best and now they don't brand themselves that way anymore. yeah the best comedy festival in the world. No, they call it the biggest comedy festival in the world. Yeah, which they, seems like they, they can't say the best because they have one in Toronto. They have one in Australia. Yeah, and like, quite frankly, like, Toronto's better than Montreal at this point yeah. in terms of big name talent. Like we're getting bigger names in Toronto than we are in Montreal. Why do these comedians never make a stop here? Like they they go on tour and it's Montreal's never part of the list. Uh, pro- I would imagine language. I would imagine eh. language is part of it too. And You're yet like, JFL is. JFL is going to be always English. They're always going to have their English. Yeah, for sure. Because of the tourists you're talking about. I would also, but like JFL, I think it's like almost a tradition because I think the only reason JFL is as big as it is is because like what Chris was saying is all the industry stuff that happens Mm, behind it. Right. Right. If if they were just booking like a comedy festival, Toronto would be bigger. Okay. But because everybody still has it in their head for the last 30 years that like, you can go to JFL Montreal and get yes. a TV deal, get a yeah. Netflix deal, get a okay. do your recording. Like they record so much for all their specials and stuff. Yeah, you know, what also hurt was before your time. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be old man here, 
but oh, the parties Chris. were wide open. Oh yes. yeah, okay. Now it's and very restrictive. Netflix used to sponsor a party every every Thursday every, night. every single night of the was second sponsor, weekend yeah, it was, was open bar. And wow, and it was open bar. There was food. It was it was insane, and it was sponsored by a different. So Comedy Central would have one night. Wow. Netflix, Netflix would have another night, and then they would have some weird sponsor on the Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, but because the Friday they would go do the private party. Okay. Yeah, for yeah. like the main festival acts. But okay. the Thursday, the Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Like Wednesday, Netflix, Thursday, Netflix used to own those nights. And then also yeah. Friday after one. Yeah. And then <laughs> right. what happened yeah, okay. was Netflix said, this is really cool. We're going to do this in L.A. Ah, yeah. okay. So after the pandemic So Netflix happened, is a joke, yeah. So it's all in L.A. now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Netflix stopped Understood. sponsoring the festival. Yeah. Took a bunch of money out. Took staff out. Okay. Hired people from the, the festival okay. to go run their festival in L.A. Wow. Um, so now they're doing. If you go to, if you ever go and you're anyone listening, goes to the festival in L.A. It is just for last Montreal, but in Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. I will. I will say this year. This year they brought back the nightlife a lot better than they well, was they last year. Well, they were able year. to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's like the first year back from the pandemic. Like I don't know if you were at the fest last year. Last year I was. Yeah. I yeah, quite yeah. liked it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. But I'm saying in terms of after parties. Oh, okay. It was almost non-existent. Okay. This year I felt that they were actively. They still didn't. They didn't hit like. Giant open bar craziness, yeah, but they yeah. still like were. We're never going back to that. No, no, no. We, uh, Which we people bo- broke too many rules, too many <laughs> things were broken. Okay. The Hyatt. <laughs> the Hyatt. The Hyatt used to be such a fun place. Now it's a double tree. It was like a 70s restaurant. It, it, they, they, re- they spent millions remodeling it. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. It pisses me off to no end. But yeah, I think the smoker, the smokers alone ended up, ended those parties. Mm, okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah. that's fair. No, they were, yeah, they were. Disastrous. I liked, I, like, last year was my first JFL, and it was also, like, my first year in comedy. Um, but I did JFL original, so hard I had flex, an actual. What's hard, that? Hard Super hard flex. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she rolls off the tongue. You fucking gotta love it. It's another one. It's DJ Khaled's life. It's style, man. <laughs> my first year in comedy, so it was my first JFL. <laughs> it was my first year. It was my first year, and <laughs> I thought it was great. You fucking losers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you why. Also, I wasn't really excited supposed to jfl before that like my friends like even like within our community we don't have this um like habit of going to stand-up comedy and stand-up comedy is not really known in our community um so anyways so i went i i got the artist pass which allowed me to get into all these shows and whatever and i had a guest pass too so that for me was like already i was like what this is insane Yeah, Yeah. yeah. yeah and then when i was able to get into the party because again there was exclusivity for people with the artist pass i was like this is amazing but then they did the same thing this year where they also excluded people who didn't have the artist pass or the industry pass and i was like Nothing about this feels wholesome, <laughs> and no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of drinking. It's a lot of yeah. It's a lot of drinking. It just <laughs> sucked that they they really had to. Do that. I feel like at least like Montreal comics should have some sort of advantage. Okay, we yeah, we used to we used to just walk in. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, even even to the exclusive parties, you would walk in with your Fell pass, and the security yeah. guard would be like whatever. Yeah. Now, uh, okay. Yeah, now, now it's tightened up. Tightened up. Tightened up. But yeah. I, I do have to say, I appreciate JFL for the industry events, like mm. the the talks and whatnot. I went to oh, the, the day stuff. Is oh, amazing. Day dude, amazing. it's so so good. I went to Jessica Kirsten's uh, State of the Industry yeah, great, address. Great. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 She Please. literally called out every single person. She called out the agents. She's like, oh. you know, I love coming to did JFL. Did anyone go see Steph's? I really wanted to. Steph Tollif? Because Steph did a state of the Canadian industry. Oh, yeah. And it was, and it was when she was on the podcast, I desperately wanted to hear what she had to say. I would have loved to see that, Because she was like, too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out. I heard. I'm going to name names. And yeah, I was I like, she went after Absolute. 
yeah. and, and Breslin. Oh, really? And the low-hanging fruit that is the clubs in Canada. Yeah. It is very easy for Steph to do that now because she's bigger than the clubs. No, but she... But like, she's the perfect person to do but, that. But exactly. That, that's why but I, I said she's like, oh, like, I'm going to, like... She, like, called it on the podcast. Like, she was like, I'm going to go after this, I'm going to go after this. I was, I was like, oh, man. I was like... And she's like, whatever. She's like... Open for Bill Burr. Bill that's, Burr. A, that's, a, like, that's a that's a job. But she's like Bill Burr likes me. I don't give a fuck if the exactly. Canadian clubs are mad at me. Well, and I, but I was like, yeah. And I'm like, but that is like, I get it. And that's why maybe Chris can't say that. Maybe Rashi can't mm-hmm, say that. Like mm-hmm. I get it. But I'm like, but someone has to say it if the Canadian club scene is fucking holding back, like, the overall <laughs> Canadian market from mm-hmm. growing. Now that she's like you said, outside looking in. You have to be. You take take those shots, you though. You have to be. I, and I, I get it, but yeah, it's like... That's, it's that's the one hill I'll die on. I will be happy for anybody's success, especially early success, because yeah. I, I experienced a lot of early success, so I don't want to be like, oh, gatekeeper. But the people who need to do the State of the Union, they need to have been bitter for like 12 years mm. Mm. and like beaten down by the industry and then made it so that they could be Which like Steph going though, after right? Like, Steph right, Exactly. She, like Steph absolutely paid her dues. Like I love like, Sophie Buttle, but when Sophie did it, she's like, you're 25. You've been given everything every year. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't know bitterness. Yeah, like Steph, Steph was even working here, like at the Theatre St. Catherine before she moved out to Toronto. It was like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you talk about the grind. Like her, Robbie Hoffman would be good to do that. Kaytra is too bubbly. I feel that Kaytra doesn't have it in him. He's got, <laughs> he's got the roast stuff in him, but he's too bubbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't, you won't, you won't get a true sense of like that this is And awful. also, he's making a lot of money on Canadian networks, so he's not going to mm, have to go true. after yeah, Canadian yeah. networks. Yeah, well, that was like we, we talked about that with, uh, with Steph there. Like for video on trial, they got paid nothing. They got paid right. shit I know. We talk, about the, we talk about the SAG stuff right now. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you see this, the like, Suits is like the most streamed show in the world. Mm-hmm. And like the writer's residual checks are like $200 so <laughs> per, per quarter. Wait, well, no well, there, was a, there was a featured performer, the, the uh, Orange is the New Black. Yes, got me. the... Uh, it was like, here's yeah. my residual for the, the quarter. 28 cents. Yeah, you were like, and you were like, you're in every episode. Yeah. Almost. Like, you're a, like, not a star, but That's you're like, you, you would, if okay. I, if I had to like, in my mind, eyeball what kind of money you make, I would say good yes you know absolutely. like you're you're on yeah. you're a featured player on yeah, a on absolutely. a massive show yeah. you should be doing okay not really no. yeah, i saw on, on the internet i saw one of the kids from uh, uh one of the disney channel shows I forget which one and he was saying the way disney works is that they pay you and the crew in tickets like, to disney there, World. there's a contract <laughs> they have with the union because they're trial actors that they could pay you like 10 percent or 20 percent less than uh, scale yeah and then they have to provide you education whatever, uh, for the whatever. first three years of your con- for, of the show. Yeah. And to keep that running, they would just rebrand the show after three years. So it would be like the Sweet Life in Zach and Cody, and then the Sweet Zach and Life in Cody, Cody California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like the Hannah Montana, and Hannah, Hannah Montana goes ho- Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, that's so true. If you look at the Disney Channel back in the day when we were growing up, yeah. all these shows, they would rebrand like yeah. every three years. Yeah. And it's just to cut costs. Wow. And it's like, wow, these people are disgusting. It's gross. Like, as, as bad as like <laughs> comics think, like, I never knew how underpaid actors were. Yeah. <laughs> and writers, too. Like, and writers, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's it. It's, it's but most writers, especially on sitcoms, are comedians, anyway. Yeah, of course. That's it. Yeah. That's the most so what sitcoms are you going to be writing for, Ashley? What's your what's the dream? W- dream. Do you the have a dream? dream? The dream is If to you're saying, okay, I'm going to... I'm making it as a stand-up. I've yeah. made it as a stand-up. We're assuming that's happening for you. She's already, I mean, it's not for nothing, dead. but she's already kind of made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. So <laughs> now, 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 now someone says, okay, like, uh, we have a spot. We want you to do test writing for our show. Is there a show you want to write for? Oh, my God. So many. I would love to write for anything that uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge 
is touching Ooh. anything that she does, anything that Quinta Brunson, like Abbott Elementary would be so much fun. Abbott, Ele Abbott Elementary is like every comic street. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah. Um, Issa Rae. bring it back. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so good. Um, West Wing season yeah. eight. Uh, West Wing season eight. Dude, just to like be around good writers, you know, and just like learn like the art form of it. Well, it's like you do a comedy, right? Yes. That always, mm -hmm. it always blows my mind when you look at the, like some of the, like the classic writers rooms, like the ones that jump to mind are like, obviously like, like peak era Simpsons when you had like Conan and everybody who was all there. But then also like 30 Rock where mm -hmm. you're just like, you just like casually had Donald Glover on the writing yeah. staff. When you then you look at the cast who's Don also Glover, all writing. Tracy Morgan. Like yeah, exactly. You look at TFA, like yeah, but you look at the cast who's all, the cast who's all writing, in general, like Judah Friedlander and everyone else, Tracy Morgan, like Tina Fey. You have but then even behind, I can't remember the other mm -hmm. one. I blanked out another one's name, but like yeah, Donald Glover is just just insane to begin with. You're like yes. up and nowadays you have that guy Taylor Sheridan who created Yellowstone. Yeah, who takes, who's like I write my own shows. So I write it by myself. Wow. It's like, no, you have a writing staff. No, no, I write it by myself. I have my own shows. Uh, and he's like, he's gotten his hands in everything. He's basically the face of CBS. Yeah. It's Paramount, wow. whatever you call it. Crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. He has, uh, yeah, he has like a Zoe Zaldana, like, spy thriller out. He's yeah. another that. season of Yellowstone. Wow. He's got yeah, a, a pre, like, 1800 version of Yellowstone coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't uh, watched Yellowstone yet, but it's on my list. Yeah. It, uh, first three seasons were really good. Okay. Then it, it got... It got very like repetitive after okay. that. We watched the bear. We watched all. We watched all of season two this weekend. Wow, bear! I'm on episode two of the, the second season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard great things. About it's the amazing. You would, you would love the bear. Chris. No, no. I watched I've watched a bit a couple episodes already yeah, of season yeah. one. I didn't f follow through, but I have to follow through now because I heard that they do Italian Christmas. They do an Italian. They, they do an Italian like Christmas. An authentic Italian and, Christmas. And, and, and then uh, they cast John Mulaney in the me role. In the you role. <laughs> In the not Italian and Italian Christmas. Oh, perfect. My wife's Italian. Oh, okay, gotcha. That, that's okay. The, so <laughs> <laughs> well, John Barenthal's in it in season two. Yeah. Uh, 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 what's his name? Bob, o uh, Bob Odenkirk is also in the Italian Christmas. Oh, okay. Jamie Lee Curtis is the mom. Yeah. It, it's every Who, Jamie Lee Curtis is really playing. She's playing Carmela Soprano. Like, oh, yeah. On yeah, Oxy. It's yeah, great. yeah, big big time, big time. <laughs> it's great show. Have you... I, I, yeah. look, I don't want to spoil the Christmas episode. Yes, please don't. The only thing I will say about it, though, is that John Mulaney is quite clearly just, John Mulaney's on the bear. Like, I'm like, I don't know his character's name. I don't know, like, <laughs> what he is to the family. I don't know what he's there. You it's know just, too much of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just sort of like John Mulaney just, like, walked into the bear and he's yeah. just sort of like, hello. And just like, like, <laughs> like and I was just sort of like, oh, John Mulaney just walked into Christmas yeah, on this show. Yeah. It's, I do not know anything about his yeah, character yeah, other yeah. than John Mulaney showed up. You said before about how uh, comedy wasn't really a big part of your your community. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I think you're part of the, the bunch of Canadian comics that are, like are actively trying to change that. Yeah, for sure. Talk a bit about uh, the, the tour you're you're on and, and where you're going. Are you yeah. told me you're going to Vancouver. You're going. Yeah, uh, so to I'm actually um, one of my good friends now. I met him through comedy. His name is Sundar V, um, and he started doing comedy in 2018, and he catered it specifically to the Tamil audience, and he's queer. So it was like a lot of representation for us all at once. <laughs> and he's really kind of carrying that on his shoulders right now. But he's amazing. He's like really like famous on like TikTok and all that stuff. He has a huge platform. So he had a show in Toronto where he was working through some of his jokes and whatnot. He had me open for him. And it was 300 people that uh, that was the biggest audience I've ever performed for. 
And that was crazy for me. Because that, for me, like, I never have access to the Tamil community like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I did I two shows here in Montreal for, the, like, the Tamil community. And mm. there was about, like, maybe, like, 40 people in each of them. Mm. And that was already insane for me because I was able to test out jokes that only works for my community. Right, right. And ideally, I would like specifically to, to... Exactly. Yeah. I, have a s- I have a separate set for the Tamil community yeah, and I have a separate set that I do every night for um, the white audiences. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the truth. No, no, I absolutely. <laughs> it's smart. I mean, smart. Yeah, it's, it's not color, but I have Italian gigs that I get hired for that it's... Mm-hmm specifically for yeah, them exactly. even if it's English comedy yeah. it's still the same yeah. and then yeah you have the, uh, the civilian white audience yeah. it's, it's, you have to have enough clubs in the bag to be able first of all if you want to make a comedy career you need yes. to be able to service exactly. so many different options yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's also cool that you're growing yeah. you're growing the art and you're bringing it to different places well that's what I mean by like it's like for my community even my parents they're like what is this yeah. They're like, we've never heard of this before, yeah. and like, no one does this. Point me out to like someone else in our community who does this, and I was like, I can't. Like, I don't have that representation. So this has been interesting. My parents still want me to quit and stop, and like, you know, uh, so that I could do like a normal. Like, I have my job, my day job, and they just want to be able to like go to brokers, like marriage brokers, and be like, hey, like she does a <laughs> nine to five, and she stays at home for the rest of the time. And so that would give me more prospects of like finding a husband and like you know fitting into the community and whatnot. But yeah, anyways, I'm going on this tour and I'm really excited because I'd be able to reach out marriage to the community. Marriage is a whole other show. Dude, arrange <laughs> marriage is a great, whole other no, no, show. No, no, that's, I, a great, that's actually probably a great show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but I think you mentioned it in a, a bit in your Gazette article that you did for when you were named comic, one of the comics to watch. But also I think it's on your Instagram page. You're, just, you're taking up space. Yes. And I love that. I, yeah. love, that I, I love that notion. Yeah. About where'd that come from, the idea that you're taking up space and, yeah. and making that could be a negative connotation into a positive so um i'll give you this one analogy is that growing up when we were around white people and let's say you're taking a group picture with white people and us being as brown as we are you need to make sure that you're not covering the white people like in a group picture because god forbid you disrespect a white person so my parents always grew up with like this especially ever since they came to canada they came to canada in 1990 so that was before i was born and uh they have been so like grateful right Mm. for like canada having accepted them like as refugees as immigrants and whatnot so they're like always for that generation exactly exactly and there's also a little bit of fear in that too is that like hey if you upset a white person you might get you know sent back home or i don't know what like you know thrown into prison or something like that so they have that fear they instilled it in us and now as we grow and i i was like really privileged to have access to information you know growing up as a millennial so you know, just reading and seeing representation like Mindy Kaling, like producing mm. all those shows and starring in her own show and whatnot. I was like, oh, I could do that. So yeah. that is where that whole taking up space theme comes from. We should be able to take up space just as much as any other white person or white woman is doing. Yeah. So. I love it. I love, yeah. the, I love that idea. Because it's fun. Because, you know, ultimately, the, the way you find success, probably would imagine in any industry, but specifically in, in this business that throws a lot of bullshit at you and mm-hmm. garbage at you is by not being afraid to like be assertive and be like no this is what I want to do I think for the longest time I would say not just women of color but women in general in comedy were too shy in asking for things mm-hmm. which I think that you know, we just talked about this on this podcast before women in entertainment probably yeah the entertainment much, industry notoriously shitty that's very yeah. much changed <laughs> yeah. for the better in the last few yeah. years where I, I don't like I think women message bookers down. They'd be like, yes. I want to get on the show. I want to yeah. do this. I want to yeah. do that. They hound people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just as much as the guys do. And 
Because before it was like, oh, I didn't didn't ask. Like, if you yeah. don't ask, no one's going to ask you. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You got to ask. No, right? but it's, it's yeah, exactly. It's, 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 cra- but it's like crazy. you said, take up the space, right? Yeah, so absolutely. It's really I, do think, I do think, I don't know, obviously, I know you're new to this, whatever, but like, I do think to Chris's point that it is maybe not fixed by a wide margin, no. but I think it is getting better. Like, I was For like, sure. I, like, we were talking with, when you talk about music and stuff like that. Uh, the Montreal outfit, like Milk and Bone, I don't know if you're familiar. No. They're like c- kind of like indie pop duo. They're okay. two women, and literally like they released like three or four albums on their own. And they were like, it was only really coming out on like the third or fourth album mm-hmm. where people stopped asking to be like, oh, so you work with other writers and stuff. And they were like, they've written like three to four albums of music wow. on their own. Yeah. And the first interview is like, so who are you working with on this album? And they're yeah. like fucking us <laughs> like you know like, like we're yeah. we're writing singing producing yeah. performing all of this and it was just like but just like even not just from an industry perspective even from like a media perspective there was just the idea that like oh there's two women singing yes. there must be someone yes. else helping them or whatever it, like fucking batch it yeah absolutely but like that was just and that's in the last like five to ten years you're starting to get there to be like oh hopefully knock on wood continues in that direction there's an election coming yeah. up in 2024 might set us back a decade. I don't know. <laughs> but um, we're not talking politics on this podcast. Chris <laughs> <laughs> get real riled up. But well, yeah, no, that's it. But it's just like but that, that's I I pers- like I said personally don't think we're there. But no, we're I not. do get the impression that we are making yeah. moves and we are slowly maturely getting there. But it's like also I don't like honest like if I'm if I'm being like completely honest. I don't think 10 years ago you could find a room to do a tamao. For sure. Like comedy. For sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Like, I don't think, I don't think yeah. some owner but would be like, But even the community wasn't ready for it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for it. sure. <clears throat> but, so. like, also, like, just after starting comedy, I was so harsh on myself because I kept on comparing myself to the male comics who would obviously get booked on the weekend shows, who would obviously, like, get all the shows. They would have a lot more shows in the week than I would, right? But then, like, I also needed to, like, kind of step back and be like, hey, I am my own person. I'm my own identity. There's no one else can, that can do my jokes the way that I do and the content that I have. So I need to focus on that. And it was also helpful. Now we have a good network of female comics mm-hmm. in Montreal, which has been very, very great because we're able to lean on each other. We're also able to discuss the fact that, like, the audiences are, take so much longer to warm up to a woman on stage. Have you watched Hacks? Yes. Yeah. Yes. E- everything you oh say. Everything my is, everything God. Everything you say because I was just like, this is, this is so much dialogue out of is this <laughs> That show, holy fuck. Like, while I was watching it, I was just like, this is me. This is my life. Yeah. There's also a great documentary on um, Disney+. Plus. It's uh, Jessica Kirsten produced it. It's called Hysterical, and it talks all about women in comedy. Mm-hmm. And they talk about their experiences, how they got into it. Highly, highly recommend if you're a woman or even if you're a man and you're wondering how you could help out women in comedy. Wow. Amazing. Have you watched Hacks, Chris? Yeah, it's so good. Well, but, 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 but that's what you were talking about. There's like even like women helping women, right? Because yes. like you, the, like the, the Deborah Vance character yes. is literally like, there's only one spot for a woman yeah. on the road, and it's gonna be me. And yeah. she's like cutthroat and monstrous. Absolutely. And like, her assistant's like, what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. See, I, I relate to that show mostly because I, I was the, the young upstart with the veteran comic mm. who was a bit of a, a rough around the edges, kind of a jerk asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the scene where the first season when they she the, the main character had a the the sprite machine in her home yeah yeah and I'm like that is comedy money that I've never seen <laughs> yeah I feel like she's got a residency <laughs> in Vegas buddy yeah. I know that's uh, that's big money that's big money yeah uh, I I do think though too in terms of the women in comedy thing um, it was really bad 
in like 16, 17, 18. Yeah. We had a, a lot of people leave for Toronto. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a lot of people leave the game entirely. Okay. And it wasn't in a good place. Yeah. Um, there's a number of reasons for that. I think there's... Listen, I mean, you you know this. You've been doing this for a couple of years now. There's a lot of bad people who do stand-up. Sure. There's just shitty yeah. people who... Absolutely. And we're never going to root all those people out. They do shitty... A lot of young guys predominantly come on the scene and do really bad jokes what women would never think of doing. That's the difference, really. Is that is girls, I, don't know if, I don't know if you heard Girls Chris? Are, 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 are not stupid enough to do some of the bad comedy that 20-year-old dudes come out yeah. every, every Listen, here's newsflash. Every guy has a dick, and it's hilarious. <laughs> no, but it's not even that. Like, I was at an open you know? mic. I was at an open mic. And listen, I'm again. I'm. I'm I've seen I'm, a lot of open micers <laughs> in their twenties, and I'll tell if you what. I the don't jokes hear are. a masturbation joke <laughs> tonight. I will not go to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. You have to it's not a complete night. <laughs> but I was at. I was at open mic. Like uh, January, or February, I forget when, and I had been gone for a while, and I came mm -hmm. back, and I'm just sitting there. Nobody really knows who I am. I was there that night, and I'm listening to these two young kids talk about how they had a, a terrible interaction with this audience member the night before. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, I gave her the finger on stage. And I'm like, I'm listening to this. And I'm like, this is a horror story. Yeah. This is everything that you never want to hear. Like, this is not, that's not crowd work. That's yeah. not, and they're like celebrating the fact that, yeah, you crushed it, bro. You crushed it. Ah. And I'm like, no. Nah. And this is why people quit. No, like, for sure. That's why good people quit. But like, I think that's why, like, and again, you, you keep, like, I, you've always been very supportive ever since I started. And I, like, I, I truly do feel like I came at the perfect time. It was so much more. It's like the road was really paved for me um, in a certain sense. Yeah. I mean, I still had my you struggles you, for you've, sure. You've, you've paved your own road a bit too, That too, right? that too. Yeah. Um, but it was, again, like, getting booked on shows was not such a struggle. Yes, I no. did. Yeah. I, I really was, like, taking up space. I was harassing all these. I wouldn't say harass, actually. I was messaging all these bookers. Like, it's like, hey, put me on your show. Sure. Like, many times a day I would message them until they do book me. And I'm so glad I did that because now... I've gotten to a point where, like, I can confidently be like, I want to do that show, and most probably. Yeah, now, now it's like I could do seven shows a week if. Yeah, I exactly, yeah. exactly. Which is Montreal is. And is I could also say thing. no to shows, yeah. which is also There's a great power with that. Exactly, <laughs> it's a very but it's also like I think when I started out, I was like, never say no to a show. Because more stage time. I think there's a phase where that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> like but I still haven't, like, I'm slowly starting to wean off of it where I'm like, no, I'm only going to do the shows that I want to do. And I also need to find time to rest and, mm -hmm. you know, not get burnt out with comedy, which happened to me a few times. And I still kept pushing through. And I don't think that did me any favors. There's more value in you taking a night off. Yes. Than coming to Grumpy's. Yes. To, I've never done Grumpy's. Uh, or, 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 yeah, or but I know what you mean. Type of mic, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Like people, people believe that I gotta get, yeah. I gotta get stretched in every night to be good. And it's yeah. like, no, you think about comedy every day yeah. already. Yes. You and once you become, yeah, there's a difference I think between writing every day and performing every day. No, like no, if, no, if, what if you're like, but if, if that, if the aspiration is to do something every day, write every day. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, but people who are good at this, their our whole lives, and I'm, I'm sure this is the same thing for you. Our whole lives are consumed by this now. Yeah. We'll be working and something funny will happen at work. And I'm like, I can turn it into a fucking bit real quick. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's like, and all of a sudden you're in an hour days of thinking yeah. of the, how to make this nonsensical mm -hmm. like thing that happened at work into five minutes. Sure. 
And that's your whole life. So yeah. to be grinding in your head already that much, mm -hmm. mentally, you can't also do that. Like, I made that mistake, too. Like, I would burn out. Yeah. And it'd be, it'd be bad. Like, you'd be... Like, I lost jobs. For sure, yeah. <laughs> Over the course of my career. Yeah. I lost day jobs because yeah. of being irresponsible. And, like, I was out till 2 o'clock last night, and it's like, I'm yeah. up at 9. Yeah. It's really tough to, to juggle your, your that. Your mind's not made to be that sharp. Yeah. And, like, anyone, like, I, when I talk to some comics in Toronto and whatnot, they've quit their day jobs and they're just, like, doing comedy full time. And which, like, makes sense if you're living with a few roommates and you're able to, like, yeah. get by by producing yeah. a show and, like, whatnot. I, I, I fear that so much. That's, like, my... It's tough. That's it's, the it's, scary it's part that... The huge, like, it's, it's huge. Like, not, like, comedy aside, when I started the website, like... 10 years ago, started a podcast, started interviews, yeah. started meeting with people, started making connections more from an interview, yeah. like media perspective. But like a big part of me was like, I really like to interview people, like yeah. talk to them and get to know them. And I was like, oh, but there's no real money in media. That's yeah. nonsense. So everyone's like, oh, would you want to make that your full-time job? And I'm like, well, but it's got to at least make similar money to my full-time job yeah. before I start thinking about exactly. it as a, a full-time yeah, job. Yeah. Like we need to like, like I'll take a pay cut to do this sure. full-time for sure. But I won't, like, take, like, a 75% pay cut. No, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I have bills to pay yeah. and whatever else. And I think that's, that's the, I think, the huge struggle for, I think, anybody doing anything creative, be it comedy, yeah. music, whatever else. Actor, whatever. Is you're just sort yeah. of like, oh, I, I can make, like, I can have a reasonable 9 to 5 job and do this as my side hustle. Yes. But where does it tip the scales that I can quit my 9 to 5? Yes. And I'm waiting for that shit to happen. Yeah, no, well, that's the thing too. But it's like it's it's, it's a it's and a big difference. And there's, one, there's just a couple of different variations of that too. It's like, do I want to quit my day job and live really like a bum? Right. No. Well, yeah. that's the thing, and also that's where I my really own. wish and I regret not starting stand up earlier. And I get what you mean by like you know, ten years ago, whatever, it wouldn't mm. have been the same thing. But I really wish I had started it at least when I was like twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, we all at that started, point, yeah. right? Like yeah, it's yeah. just you're so much more like um, how do you say you're, you're you're so much more keen on like adapting and you're like whatever. You're also like I always you're. <laughs> We talk about like late nights or whatever. You're also like a rubber band. Oh, you for can, like, sure. You can like yeah, snap back. Yeah, I was a lot easier <laughs> at 25 yeah. for me to go out. For sure. Nice, like, like, a, like four, so hours, much more four energy, hours of yeah. sleep. I was a person Absolutely, the next day. Four hours yeah. sleep. Now I'm a monster. Yeah. Like, but also like, no. like I'm just talking about like, you know, like living with roommates and like adapting to whatever environment that you're in. You're so much, it's so much easier when you're younger. Yeah. And also yeah. as you get older, you still have that, you know, that muscle that you could flex. Yeah. But now that like, I haven't done that ever in my life. I've never mm -hmm. been out of my comfort zone in terms of like living with people or in a new yeah. city, having to make new friends, having to whatever. <laughs> I've always been in Montreal my entire life. And I'm like, Oh, am I missing out on this experience? Like, oh, and I'm is a full time this comic, but I live in a commune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, so I don't, yeah, cause it, uh, who, am I, am I doing it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The other version who was like, I'm a full time comic, but, but how do you have like a six and a half by yourself? Oh no! Oh, yeah. mom and dad are paying for it. Oh yeah, no, that, that's yeah, another yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Rich people should not do comedy. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Rich people okay. should be barred from comedy. Yes. <laughs> no, but like, there's a. I mean, it's, it's if you look at it sometimes, even in the states, especially a lot of comics in the states are from wealthy. Yeah. families because they could afford to go move to LA. Sure, I mean, yeah. We have a whole have word for it and it's Nepo Babies. Like, oh, it's a, yeah. It's a thing. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. And it's, I mean, I don't, I don't discount Nepo Babies on uh, face value as they're all, they're not funny. But no, it's a distinct advantage. You can be talented and still benefit from nepotism. That's a fact. 
But it's at the same time you're like, oh, what 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 opportunities were afforded to you because you didn't have to work an after school job mm-hmm. or like do whatever. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. worry about a, your rent. Yeah. You know, like like how yeah. how how much different is your life if you didn't have to worry about rent ever? Well, yeah. like, well my mom sold the house. I cried uh, a good while because I mean I had to start paying rent at my own place. <laughs> Uh. Before the pandemic, I would have quit right then. Things yeah. were going, things were popping. Yeah, like I had, I was the money was almost even to what I was making. Uh, and if you take rent job, out of the equation, and it had no rent. Exactly, that's and it. And then my mom went, finds a boyfriend and wants to travel. Wow, fucking loser. Thanks, ma. <laughs> now, she, now she's like, oh, my place is too small for have a birthday party for. Damn, I. I'm going to scores. <laughs> I don't know. How do you make it work? Like, it's like I talk to these comics and they're like, oh, just produce shows. You get money from that. And then, you know, do like some acting gigs and this, that. And I'm like, what? That seems really simple. That seems so simple, but but no. But it's like it's 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 it's, it is about producing your own shows. But but it's it's wild to me because I was like, like one of the my all time favorite people in the world, uh, the girlfriend of one of my very good friends, Ines, Amanda. Right. If you know Amanda McQueen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like. Like Amanda, like we when we were like when we were talking about it, she was like, I could n- not say never stop, but she's like, even with getting good gigs, getting good acting gigs, getting good whatever, she's like, I've never been in a spot where I'd be like, I'll stop training. Yeah, right? she's a personal trainer. Right. Like she was like, it's first of all, she loves training. She absolutely does. It's but it, part it, of it, her. it is it is equally a passion. But she's like, it's flexible enough where you're like, something's drying up. I take on more customers. And she's yeah. like, it's like, I can roll it back and roll it up, like, yeah, okay. depending on where we're going. But she's like, I still, even, like, as a employed actor, well-paid comedian, yeah. she's like, there's not, like, vacation money. Right. You well, know, like, well, even, well, even well-paid comedian is a bit of a mis- mis- misnomer, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but that's what I'm saying. But, like, that's what you're saying. It's like, even if you're paying your bills, are you making enough money to go on vacation? Right. You know? And yeah. there's, like, like there's like, like where's any disposable income? Yeah, like, yeah. I want to splurge and go to a nice restaurant. Yeah. Well, I'm making enough money to pay my bills as a comedian. Cool, but it's your anniversary. Absolutely, yeah. Can you pay for yeah. <laughs> wine and dinner? Yeah. Uh, you know? Like, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at, like, in terms of, like, I have a really flexible day job that... I've been there a long time now, and they know I do comedy. And yeah. Whenever I need, I could move anywhere around the country and still be able to work remotely. Yeah. Which is so if, you're, if I'm ever touring, I could. It's just amazing. Work from wherever hotel. Cutting that, but cutting that last. I mean, how many times I've worked out of a hotel, like some yeah. fucking, and then uh, the money is like, hey, like even if I'm getting close, I'm still making now. Now I'm making like three grand a month. Yeah. Or three to five hundred a month. Like you said, I want to. If I want to, you know. Buy, okay, I want to buy. I want to buy Madden on Friday. Yeah. I don't want it to be a life or death yeah. situation to buy a video game. For like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 where it comes in. Yeah. It's like People will tell you quit your job and that's how you follow your dreams. You're actually like the poster child for no no no. You could have a day life. Yeah. A day job yeah. and still quickly make it. Yeah. Into yeah. stand up. Yeah. There's, there doesn't have I to mean, be. There's not one get, way to do it. There's not one way to do this. I mean, there's a cool you, thing that most comedy clubs aren't like booking shows after like, you know, before 5 p.m. Yes. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Thank on. God. Thank God. So. In Paris, when I was in Paris, they had shows at 4 p.m. Um, some of the French shows actually oh, at yeah. uh, this famous comedy club called Le Penam. And I was like, who the fuck is going to this? But then you had to keep in mind that the, the French. Don't work. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. So there's a bunch of these people yeah, there. It's a shit work. show. Yeah, they they also Europeans in general don't work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I need to move to Europe. Let's take it off. 
Dude, it's insane. Nobody works in August. There's so Gosh. many people I met. I mean, I think it was after I spent some time in Paris that I was like, I met all these comics. They don't have day jobs. They're just doing comedy. And it's nice. In Paris, you get paid. Even if you're doing like a shitty open mic, yeah, you get paid. I think Europe, Europe, you could live off like that lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. Because you get the even, unemployment even just and whatnot. Like, what was it? There, something like... Someone was telling me there's like over 20, like most European countries have over 20 stat holidays. Yeah. yeah. So you imagine like, like th- you're like, yeah. that's almost two a month. The vacations are like, great. Like yeah. two stat holidays a month and four weeks vacation. Yeah. Well, there's that meme that goes like, hey, around. What are we talking that was, about? That goes around all the time. Um, uh, American out of office. Hi, I'm not able to answer my emails. I'm having heart surgery. I'll be back <laughs> this afternoon. And then European out of office. Um, um, on a bike ride in the Alps. I'll be back in September. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or some Dude, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Dude, sounds like, so it was cr- like when when Sarah and I started dating, she was doing her stage in Nice. Okay. And Nice, France. Nice, France. Yeah. Like, and she was like, it literally, it came together where she was like, oh, there's some sort of like a national holiday, whatever else. Because she was like, oh, do you want to come visit me during my stage? I'm working. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Like, not say no problem, but I'm like, we're gonna be staying in a little shitty dorm. Yeah. But. Whatever, young love, we can live in a closet. It's 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 fine. But then she was just sort of like, "Oh, I have six days off," and I'm like, You're si- <laughs> "I'm like, you have six days off on your stage," and it was because of like whatever national holiday and this holiday and this and whatever else like that. I'm like, "It's a stage," and you're gonna have a six day weekend. Insane. And she's like, "Let's go to Barcelona." Like, but like, nah. and we just like got on a bus and went there. But I was like, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, there's no way in North America like a stagiaire is getting like, yeah, hey, you want like most of a week off, yeah, because. Yeah. We're in France, yeah. and you're just getting it. <laughs> you don't sure, even have. Yeah. That's why the lot it's of supposed us to be a learning experience. Yeah, like, take six true. days off. That's why I think a lot of us, this generation of comics, more of us are going to go overseas than they're going to go to the states. I, and whereas I, 15, well, 20 yeah. years ago it was different. It was get to get to New York. I'm actively looking at Paris. Like I'm asking my job to relocate me because yeah. I did spend some time there, and my head office he, is he, there. And if he gets citizenship somewhere. I mean, Take look it. at our look, look, sure. at, look at. I have, I have. How much? I have how no much? Like, how much did Sammy's international cred explode when he went to France? Well, it's not just that. Like, to go to the states now. I mean, I wouldn't want to go to the states. Get, you like, I'm get, hesitant to go to the states for vacation. Yeah, yeah, but to get a working for visa general. in the yeah. states to go as a comic, it's like a thirty thousand dollar gig now. Yeah. You need a sponsor. You need to put that money for a lawyer. An Forget about it. You need to pay all these type of legal fees just to get into the door. You need a fucking deposit on a house yeah, yeah, and then yeah, after yeah. all that you're like now, and I'm, then, in, now, now I'm in America now go live now yeah you're like now yeah. I'm in America whereas one I, of the shittiest places I, I have Italian be- citizenship because of my, my dad was born mm-hmm. there I get I get, bre- I get into um, whatchamacallit what's the Brexit thing EU the EU yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that England left <laughs> no no the, uh, sorry to make that really yeah, Italian yeah the European Union yeah yeah, yeah but yeah, that's yeah, 26 yeah. countries I could work yeah, in 100% yeah. With my visa. And yeah. and a lot of those countries are like... Well, look at yeah, Dion Owen. That's what Dion's doing. He's traveling Europe, working because he's able to... He was able to get through uh, a Scottish citizenship. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Just keep keep going and there's plenty... He's not coming home. Why would he come home? Yeah. yeah there's, and there's But there's also like plenty of love for... Like it's... Again, like to, to, to bring it back a little bit to music, whatever. You're like all these small... Like we don't think about it, but like all these small European towns have a nightclub, have a bar, have a whatever else like that, that they're going to be able to put 100 plus people in on mm-hmm. a Wednesday or a Thursday. And they're just going to be there because someone's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's going to become a legitimate payday yeah. for any musician or comedian who performs there. Yeah. Because why? Like, we think a lot, especially in Canada, I think, that if you're in the small towns, you're in like, oh, it's a population of a couple hundred. You're like, small European towns are the size of Laval. 
Yeah. You know, like like that's a small European town has mm-hmm. like half a million people in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah, someone came to this small town in uh, Poland or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, provided you can speak a language, but even English, whatever. It's There's a huge, huge audience who's just going to yeah, come out because market, this yeah. small town, and if you speak the language or you speak Italian, yeah. is half a million people. It's a town yeah. we've never heard of. Yeah, it's absolutely. Because like, we only know three but towns in even, Italy. Even if we're talking about the big city, so Paris, right? Like, mm-hmm. huge fucking met. And, like, the comics from New York are stopping in Paris, which yeah, wasn't not, happening, anymore, right? which wasn't happening 10 years ago, which 100%. wasn't happening 15 yeah. years ago. But they know that there is a market there. There is an English audience in Paris. Yeah. So it clearly goes to show people are moving Thank out. Thank you, migrants. Thank you, migrants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do want to be part of that. I want to like go live either in Paris or the UK. The UK is just fucking insanely expensive. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But if you get into Paris, that's, that's. Like yeah, like my 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 in would be obviously like would be Italy for me, but it's the same it's the same idea. Dude. Italy's more bilingual than it's ever been. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, mm-hmm. they uh, have they have comedy in Rome. In comedy in Rome. You go yeah. into the big cities. It's very English. Yeah. I mean, there's some right wing right wing conservative groups in Italy that are not happy about it, but yeah. you know what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that paycheck. <laughs> what are you gonna do? do? What are you gonna do? Dude, yeah. Italy was fucking lovely. I can't wait to go back. You were very quickly before we before we wrap up the show. Yeah. You were uh, you were working in France. Yes. Didn't you also go to Japan, I believe? No, not Japan. I was Sorry. in France for the last um, like a few months of uh, 2022. And then I came back. And then two months later, I went to Sri Lanka for, Sri Lanka, okay. for about it, five weeks. Yeah, because yeah, there was a couple of times I tried to book you. I'm like, I'm on the other side of the world, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, it was wild. Well, I work this show. I'm in Sri Lanka. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, the first one was like, actually, I'm going to be in France. And I'm like, that's the first time that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to turn me down because they're going to be in France. Yeah. Uh, but that's crazy. Yeah, what was the, and you did comedy out there? So I did comedy in Paris like every single night. It, it was wild. Like they that have so many shows. Wild, they have yeah. so many shows, and they always pack the rooms. Like yeah. people come there, they're seated, and then the ones that can't sit, they sit on the floor or they stand up and they watch. That's insane. And you get paid. They put they do the hat thing yeah. at the end. They drop some money in there and they split it amongst all the so comedians. So you walk away with at least like twenty, thirty euros. Yeah, because it's a pay what you can show and people are packed, they're ready to give money. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think there's I think there's probably also like just obviously There's a bigger appreciation ver- in Exactly. Europe. I sure. say it varies from country to country, but I, I feel that like if you pass a hat in Europe coming back with a little bit more than if you pass your hat in for sure America. yeah like absolutely. Just, just as, as they an have, almost general they have, a, they have a bit more disposable income for sure but I also think that there's like more of like a, a there's, there's an appreciation there's an appreciation yes yeah, that but too. Sort of for like, the arts oh it's art uh, yeah. here's, yeah. here's a euro yeah, for sure I, I, you know? I, I run a couple of shows you now you put a hundred people in a room and you, everybody puts a dollar everybody's getting 20 bucks absolutely you know what I mean? like yeah which is like, amazing it's not rocket science yeah I produced a couple of shows here that are like North Hatley or in the Ottawa Valley, in the mm-hmm. outskirts, mm-hmm. small where there's not many things to go to, and they're so appreciated that that yes. um, it's the first time that I've experienced tip jars at comedy shows. Oh. Yeah, so they, there's already a paid ticket, there's already a pay, and then they're putting in a tip jar, and so now I'm able to give my acts like an extra hundred bucks. That's amazing. On top of whatever I paid them from the budget. That's why the French comics go to like Val d'Or and Run Aranda uh, or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah, like, I'm a, and I'm walking away with extra money. It's like everyone's yeah. walking. I'm like, holy shit, well, how much do we make tonight? And because they they're, they appreciate it way more than for sure the snobs that are on fucking mm-hmm. Crescent. No, like, not, not no disrespect to them. Yeah, but no Montreal, disrespect to the snobs on Montreal. Crescent. <laughs> no, but Montreal's uh, we've talked about this a bunch of times. Montreal's an event city. 
Yes. yes. Just for last, we're yes. pumped. Yes. David Beckham's in the South the soccer yeah. stadium. Uh, yeah, yeah. Beyonce's in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to go watch an indie band on a Wednesday night at Turbo House, who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it's like, it's true. Like, it's like, you're like, how many, like, uh, people always, like, joke about whatever, like that. Like, oh, like, oh, did you guys saw Arcade Fire at, I mean. Red Arca- Square! No, 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 like, Ar- 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 Arcade Fire, whatever you want to say, but, like, people who, like, saw them at Casa, whatever, I was like, yeah, no, like, I I saw Arcade Fire at Casa del Popolo. Those shows weren't sold out. Stop pretending you were there. Because they were a small indie band at the time. Like, you mm. know what? Like, it wasn't like they were packing the house. And then, like. Two three years later, they're winning Grammys, and everyone's like, "They're from Montreal." <laughs> well, like, no, but you know what I'm saying. But, yeah, I'm like, but I was like, but they, sure. they were a well, like again, like I said, everything else notwithstanding, just talking about success, commercial success, they were a well-respected band on the local scene. They were not selling out every night in Montreal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, and then like, like literally in the span of like three years later, they're winning Grammys and and doing all yeah. that stuff. And you're just sort of like, it's not like it was like you had a lineup around the block to see Arcade Fire like yeah. three years ago. No, oh, but everyone's an Arcade Fire fan. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, but at, at three years earlier, you could walk up and buy a ticket to their show that mm-hmm. night. It was a crowded. Yeah. Like, they were a well-respected band, but it wasn't like, oh, we sold out in a second, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're playing a venue smaller than Grumpy's. Right, like, yeah. No, like, people are, they're, they're shitty. They don't, they do not, do not support the local scene. Yeah, I see that. Chris... Five questions. So, uh, Raj, we do this really original thing on this podcast. We invented it. It's, it's, it's only us, but we end it with five questions. Okay. You've never seen that yeah, before. Yeah, never I seen know. that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, three of these questions are from the host, me, Lawrence, and Keith. And Ines. excuse me. We ask everybody. Our, our remote yes. correspondent, Ines. Our remote Toronto correspondent. <laughs> the fourth question is from our previous guest. And the fifth question is you asking our next guest. Okay. Blind into the, into, okay. the, into the void. Into the future. Okay. Uh, so the first question is, what is your hottest take at the moment? Hottest take? <laughs> like right could now. Could be anything. Right. Any, it doesn't any, need to be all time. Yeah, it doesn't need to be <laughs> comedy related. It could be anything you want to talk about. What's your TikTok, hottest take? TikTok. I mean, I don't think it's a hot take. But anyways, I think TikTok funny does not translate to stage funny. Preach, girl. Yeah. yeah. It is not a hot take at all, but yeah. I mean, TikTok, TikTok comedians would think so. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like I could do it. What? <laughs> As a non-comedian, I feel like I could be a TikTok comedian. Well, I think I, I feel think I have like enough like funny shit that I could cut it to make it real look real good. Raj, uh, and I'm not a comedian. Like I, yeah. I'm just saying, but I'm like I, I say funny things, and if I talk for an hour, yeah. I think I could cut to like for a sure. minute. Yeah. I think I could have a minute of gold out of yeah. an hour of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. During the pandemic, I went a bit a bit Montreal famous on TikTok, uh-huh. and I hated it for the Euro okay. Cup, baby. Yeah, I I put this video up of like Italians watching the Euro mm-hmm. Euro Cup. And it went viral, okay. effectively, and it was. And I put two follow videos up, and I just, I'm like, oh, this is what you need to be. Yeah. I need to be this Montreal Goomba to okay. be funny on TikTok. So, and then I didn't like. I got. I mean, this is. I mean, I'm okay with saying this, but I didn't also like the feedback I got from like the okay. hate mail was too much. Okay. And I'm like, no, I don't. I can't be the same character every day. Yeah. Like, I, people who are on TikTok, it's it's the dedication to the bit. Yeah. I respect that much. Because it's like, it must be exhausting to oh, have to yeah. play the same person every yeah. day. Constant, constant, constant. Constant. It's like, no, no, I, I can't. Like, I want to put out content and I'm planning a bunch of like sure. skits that I'm like trying to do. But uh, I'm also, I also want to like make a bunch of TikToks where I'm just talking to like people just literally being like, I fucking hate this shit. Why am I doing it? You yeah, know, I want to cool. be as real as possible. 
um, on this platform. And the second that I stop enjoying it, I'm going to stop for sure. And also, the NPC stuff is wild now. The what? The, the what? Uh, the people going around like, like accepting the digital gifts and it's like, okay. ice cream, ice cream. Okay. Pop, uh, it's a real thing. Yeah, I, I try to avoid TikTok as much as possible. It's, I mean, it's, 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 what else do you do at 2 o'clock in the morning? Doom scrolling is yeah. fucking real on, on that shit, man. I they get to know you like no one else has ever known you ever before you in know? your entire life. Knows me better than my mom, for sure. Your algorithm? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 100%. For sure. I, I, yeah. I would say Sorry that. for your perfect marriage and your perfect life. But yeah. you're not, Sorry, you're not uh, having trouble oh, sleeping Oh, you're getting fulfilled somewhere else. Oh, <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you. I mean, I'll tell you, I'll, you know what my, like, actual solution is, and it's a shame it's not in Canada. Uh, I have a VPN. There's uh, Comixology Unlimited, which is basically, like, Netflix for comics. Okay. I just read a shit ton of comics. They're very bad comics. Like, I read, like, random shit from Marvel from the 90s that is, like, complete drivel. But I'm, like, somehow I feel it's, like, more healthy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Then scrolling. Well, for sure, yeah. reading shitty comics. My goal for the rest of the year is to stop doom scrolling and just read books. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm reading Tina Facebook book right now, See, which I'm like, loving. So, but here, like... That that was how I ended up on comics. Okay. I was like, I'll read books, and like I read like yeah. three lines of a book, and I'm like, I'm sleepy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like comics are like bright and colorful, right. whatever. So like comics hit the like yeah the instant. But like, it keeps you away from your phone. The yeah. instant like dopamine and rush of like eh, it's pretty and dumb, but didn't necessarily require my brain to get engaged like a book. Yeah, so that I, was how I, 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 I like woke up far too many times. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's that book that I tried to read last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. like it's been rolled over or whatever. Like, comics are, I'm like. Various degrees of artistic merit, but I found like like comics. Comics was a, a decent substitution for scrolling. I'm fucking because because like because books you're like oh, I'm reading you're a book. You read, you read yeah. sentences and your blackout. screen time update. You ever look at that and like stop? no, I stop looking at it because your I phone know give you the that. weekly update. Yeah. yeah, mine is like you use your phone an hour more than you did last week. But I'm like you've said that for like 20 weeks <laughs> in a row. What are well, we doing? I mean, in, in our defense, when we talk about us and, and me and Roger's defense is comics. What else are you going to do with a fucking show? Yes. When you're waiting for fair. your show. Yes. Fair. This is you're true. I actually, when you were talking about like open mics and whatever else like that, I was just sort of like, I had an idea. You're not talking to talk to people? No, 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 no. I just want, I want to do an open mic, which involves, it's a regular open mic. Everything else is normal. Except that there's also Chris Medito at the back with an actual fucking like bullhorn megaphone. Oh, like, yeah. You're just like, ah! like, like not a like cutesy, like Mike Carosa sitting up on stage being like, let's work it out. Just Chris Vendito. Just I don't need a megaphone for Berating you. I know, but like a megaphone would make it like over the top because it would be so much louder. It wouldn't just be you yelling at them. It would be like you yelling at them louder than the PA. Uh, That's what no, I want to uh, see. There was a comment back in the day. Uh, he was like, we should just film your, your facial reactions <laughs> at open mics because mm-hmm. it'd just be a lot of... <laughs> I, know, I know this is great content for, for yeah, radio. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was but it's sleeping. just it's like the heavy eye roll... Yeah. So and I start pacing, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but now imagine you had a megaphone. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the show. Question number two. Uh, question number two. Uh, to you, Raji, who is the star of Sesame Street? Ooh. Oh, Elmo for sure. Elmo for sure. Elmo, Solid baby. millennial Yeah, answer. baby. Love me I was good Elmo. yelled at me when I said Elmo, so. because yeah, you're young. You're a baby. Who else is it? It's not fucking Big Bird. A lot of people say it's Big a Bird. A lot of people will say Big Bird because Big Bird is what stands out to you as a kid. Yes, but who's who's the guy you want to hear from? Elmo, Elmo for sure. A lot yeah. of Elmo, a l- sure. we've got a lot, a lot of a lot of love from Oscar. What Elmo and James sure. Handlefini did an episode of Sesame Street together, that was for me. <laughs> Here, Chris, <laughs> a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Who said Groucho? 
Oh, grout. Someone's Oscar the Grouch. A lot of people have said Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, and Groucho. A lot of people. I don't know why I made a Mexican all of a sudden, but no, Groucho Marx, Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I, w- I would say, huh? Who was yours? For me, it's like, like so. It's the argument of like to me, Kermit was the bigger star. But I will admit that it seems like Kermit is like, he's a like cross star because like, Kermit was the biggest star for me because he existed in both. Yeah, Muppets, different universe. And but he existed in both, and he's the same guy. But like because he was on the Muppet Show and Sesame Street, I'm like, this is star power. Like this guy's this guy is two shows. Yeah. Like that was like it's a bit of a horror if you ask me. Yeah, I don't. Think, <laughs> you know, but that's what I'm saying. And he was like important on both too. You're like Kermit shows up. You're like, it's Kermit. Yeah. Like Kermit seemed to have the most star power to me as a kid. Sure. Question, Question three. Number three. Oh, uh, what piece of media has been the most formative in your life? Uh, uh, books, movie, TV yeah. show. The, uh, what the, do you uh, look back on and say, "Man, that means so much to me." That was like a core memory. Yeah, or like, or, or yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, like the, I think the where we're where we're going for is like you you read this, watch this, listen to this, heard this, whatever, and you were like, "Oh shit!" And like something changed. Like, I, like what? Whether whether it was professionally to make yeah. inspire you to do comedy or just in any way like oh I need to think about how I interact with people like whatever it is right like when you're just sort of like I watched this one thing and I was like oh shit things are different now um as a kid I was uh, my parents always uh, made us watch like um, Tamil Indian movies mm-hmm. like that's that was their go-to because they wanted us to learn the language but one of the first movies that I had watched was Jumanji nice and that it will always be a movie that like just brings our whole family together because we had the kiss at like the VHS of it mm-hmm. and we just watch it on repeat and whatnot. Um, I just love like the intimate scenes that, that like the father and the daughter had mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, those conversations, like those intimate moments, is what really kind of touched me, I guess. And I also started looking at relationships a bit like you could have because um, our family's really emotion emotion. Wait. Emotion avoidant? Is that what it is? Uh, like we avoid... Emotion, emotionally distant. There you go, yeah. I think that's... So, um, yeah. So, I mean, seeing that was like an eye-opener for me. So, just seeing... That was like my first exposure to seeing that your relationships could be different uh-huh. to what uh, you're actually taught and seen around you. Did you see the new ones? No, I didn't want to ruin they're not my... Bad. They're not bad. Okay. Hey, they're, they're, they're not nearly, I think, as special as the OG, but like... yeah. They're they're watchable. I fucking love Robin Williams. Everything Mrs. Doubtfire was amazing. Uh, yeah, Robin Williams is my favorite comic, so I yeah. was really worried about the new Jumanji. But then Dwayne the Rock Johnson is my favorite human. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it was seamlessly nice perfect right. transition. Lovely. Yeah. Again, almost made for Chris. Nice. Uh, question four comes from uh, Joe Garkey, who's one of the uh, organizers behind the Under Pressure Graffiti Festival okay. that uh, Montreal has. Um, Such a Montreal fucking statement. What? <laughs> underground. I, dude, they're at like 28 years. They've been running for 28 years. I'm not making fun of it. I'm, I'm just pointing out how Montreal it is. Go on. And I mean, guess what? His question is, what is the most important aspect of being a Montrealer? Ooh. <laughs> the most important aspect of being a Montrealer is knowing the good food spots. Ooh. I think we have great food. Yeah, we do. Um, not as good as Toronto, which is a controversial oh, thing to say. Hot take, hot take. Dude, that is that is my hot take. Yes, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I, I would say. say. I would say you're not wrong in terms of like like uh, different Dude, tiers diversity, of cuisine. Diversity in Toronto is unmatched. You can yeah. go anywhere in the world and you can't find food like in Toronto. 
It's yeah. insane. I like. I love eating in Toronto, but there's some spots in Montreal where I'm like, sure, you, yeah, you yeah, yeah, almost any for sure, Toronto. yeah. No, diversity, we have great I'll food. give you. I'll give you diversity to yeah. Toronto. Yeah. But like, individual, like if you're like this dish in Montreal versus this dish in yeah. Toronto, the Montreal dish is. Well, often. we will. We will. In, we win in pizza. We, we win. We win in shawarma. Shawarma, oh, yes. Those are, yeah, those are both easy. Yes. We win. I don't know, in like hot dogs, but then otherwise. I, I would have to tend Dude, to agree yeah. with, with like Thurazi. like Caribbean food, West yeah, Indian. There's not a Carib- there's not a big Caribbean. There's market no Montreal. none here. Season um, Dreams actually. Even shout out to them. They're a Montreal, yeah, young yeah. Montreal, a small Montreal startup. Yeah, but then again, but you like food. like you look at like in terms of like when you're looking like Caribbean, like let's say like the lower price side Caribbean. I've never had anything as good as Boom Jays in Toronto for that price point. Okay. Okay. Right, like you go to like Boom Jays and you're like, I pay ten dollars and I have this massive amount of like. Yeah. <laughs> oxtail or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like in Toronto you're like it's the same thing but it's 50 bucks and I'm like yeah. I'm like give me that boom day's $10 price I think, point yeah I think you need to go to the right spots you need to know the sure. right people who yeah. will take you to the local spots I'm, I, I, I don't doubt yeah. it like I, Sri Lankan food for example like uh, Sri Lanka well the the diaspora in Toronto is the biggest uh, Sri Lankan Tamil diaspora in the entire world mm-hmm. there's like over 300,000 Tamils there mm-hmm. and the food there is so much better than even what I've had in Sri Lanka yeah. Wow. wow. So that for me was That's like a, a real like green flag in terms of food. Like I, I, like I said, ab- I'm absolutely sure. I blame the referendum on this, on. by the way. Yeah, I'm sure there's things that they kill us on. I guarantee. Yeah. It. Oh, but, it's the referendum's but, fault. But there's also there's also a lot of spots where I'm like, I'll have good food in Toronto and it'll be delicious and I'll be like, and the bill is two hundred dollars at the end mm-hmm, of the night. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel in Montreal, you're still hitting. Yeah. Lower price points a lot of the time. Sure, yeah. And uh, and again, obviously there's going to be holes in the wall in both cities yeah, that for are sure. completely annihilating yeah, one yeah, another yeah. in their But also regards. Toronto has late night food, which, which we don't. Which Montreal used to and then it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, pandemic yeah. The, the pandemic destroyed that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's which it. Which is yeah. a pandemic big destroyed that. I also think big the, negative. Um again, people just have left uh sure, a yeah. lot of uh, yeah. gone in Toronto. Like 95 really the influx of immigrants that left here yeah, because yeah, of the French language. The Italians took around because they were able to learn French. Yeah. Uh, certain, certain Moroccans and certain parts of Asia were able to stick around because they had learned French. Sorry, Green Phantom just walked in with a Dalmatian. Green Phantom can do whatever he wants. That's right. But, like, you know, Sri Lankans, a lot of immigrants, they all went to Toronto. They didn't come yeah, to Montreal. For sure, yeah, for yeah. yeah. Because of the language issue. And why would yeah. you? And even to this, like, to this day. Yeah. You, you look at... Uh, 6373 73 the the new bill yeah whatever it is like my wife's company they were sponsoring a ton of like they had offices in Ukraine they were sponsoring a ton of Ukrainian immigrants to come to Canada and then all of them were like hang on i need to immediately learn french within the span of yeah. a year or two actually we'll prefer toronto they literally like changed their canadian head offices to be in Toronto yeah, okay. to take in the influx of yeah, Ukrainian immigrants makes sense. because they were like, it's going to be a headache for everybody. Right. Like you're within a year or two of coming here, you were expected to have learned a new language and your kids are expected to not enough that, you know, you fled a war. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And uh, also as a fat kid, Toronto has way better fast food than we do. Yes. Sorry. I, I, I can see <laughs> that. Well, all the American chains that don't come here because of the language. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. I mean, fair, I'm not going to sit here and be like a stereotype, but like there's no Popeye's in Montreal. Uh, Raji, what question do you want to ask to our future guests? Oh, my God. Um, I have this burning question that I've been asking a lot of people, which is when you're sitting passenger with someone who's driving. Okay. When you you're riding shotgun. Yeah, baby. Um, what is the most um, correct way 
to tell them to slow down or drive in a way that's not going to kill you. <laughs> like So, like, what is the most correct way to correct them? Yes. Really? Uh, like, I, how I, do you say it, knowing that you're in this car, they're driving, they have control. Is you it don't your car or is it them. their car? It's their car. Okay, because I was saying, if it's your car, it's... Oh, no, forget about it. If yeah, it's yeah. my car, I'm going to be like, pull over, I'm driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the it's car, their car, the you're getting a ride, so you're grateful for that. But you need to tell them to slow the fuck down or also stop driving like a maniac because I there don't want to die. Not today, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's t- personally, to me, there's like, there's there's lines. Yeah. Like, first of all, like, like I will put up with a tremendous amount of unsafe driving yes. from someone in their own car. Yeah. Like, it, it has to, it has to like hit... Yeah, okay. Hit a pretty Some big... Some sort of threshold, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, 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 you're like... Like, I won't even say anything until we're doing, yeah. like, 140. And then I'm okay. going to be like, hang on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I'll just be like, I'm like, oh, you know, like... And I will usually go casual to be yeah. like, 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 we in a rush? You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, that, that'll... Yeah. For speed, it's... But imagine you do all that. It's like, hey, are we in a rush? Speed. We're going to make it on time. There's no need to worry. Yeah, no stress. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. In a rush is my starting point. Yeah. Usually. Uh... Then I'll be like, it's it's usually very passive aggressive, like in, yeah. a, in a rush, being like, oh, we don't signal yeah. here. Is that what we're yeah. doing? We don't signal anymore. Yeah. Like, and just kind of like that. That's that's usually mine. Okay. Uh, I have actually, when someone was like truly unsafe, asked to be like, I don't want to be in this car anymore. Okay. Like okay. either gotcha. I was like, either I'm gonna drive or you can drop me off okay. and I'll figure it out. That's yeah. happened like maybe once. Yeah. In my life, to yeah. be like. I don't want to die tonight. Yeah. Like you can drop I, me off somewhere. Yeah. I'll work it out. Okay. Or we, I could drive. Yeah. And that'll be that. Fair. But what about you, Chris? I'm always the driver. You're always driving. Yeah. So Chris and I are both, are both heavy, both often the drivers. Bum okay. comedians. None of them, none of them drive. It's yeah. The new okay. age. You guys drive. Yeah. I have I to fuck, drive. I live in one, fucking yeah, Laval. The ones that I hang out with, they don't drive. They're all alcoholics. Yeah. Uh, and then they yell at me about my driving. So yeah, I remember one of my one of my very one of my very one of my very favorite little elements of Chris Vendito is I got into the car. Chris is a working comedian. He's yeah. got like stuff going on in his car. Yeah. Like it's his, it's his office. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like your car is like partially I have my closet office. in my. Anyway, you, yeah, gotta, you have to have backup clothes. You gotta have sure. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Chris is like, sorry about the mess in the car. I'm like, you're giving me a ride home. Why would I complain? And he was just sort of like, you know how many people get into my car, get a free ride, and complain? <laughs> I was just sort of like, I'm like, I'm not gonna complain. You know, Mostly okay. that's Walter. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Most of the time, I'm just I'm just referencing Walter. Yeah. Okay. But also, I was just sort of like, I'm, like, I'm not gonna be like, okay, your your car is your your business. It's your office. It's, it's a total bit of a sidebar, but kind of on the tangent. You know when you drop off someone mm-hmm. and you drop them off, you're like, okay, so this is where like I'm dropping you off at this corner and they're like actually my house is like three four houses down and they want you to drop you off right in front of their door mm. but it's like i'm giving you a ride yeah. you can get off right here you can walk i'll yeah. tell them you I'll know what i mean where would the bus have dropped you off exactly no, there you go I'll be yeah like, if, you're if getting if a free fucking ride like, like shut the fuck up on and get one way street going to a cul-de-sac you're getting the yeah. corner like what are we talking about I'm, i get really heated about this because i am always the one that drives yeah, also because i live really far so it's yeah. always just like, hey, pick me up on the way. And I'm like, no, it's actually out of my way. <laughs> it's always out of my way, too. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, and you get the, there's those nights where it's like, okay, we've had a nice night. And, for, and you're driving, so you're not drinking. And you're not, you're, so you're bored already. You're like, I want to yeah. go home. And then you're dropping everybody off, and they're all like in a great mood. And yeah. you're like, 
And it's those quiet times Dude. when you're by yourself on the road yeah. at 2 o'clock in the morning. And it's like, I like those, though. Oh, I love those. It's Absolutely. my favorite time. That's, it's a, like that's the time that we decompress. I think the, the ride home after a gig is so important, and it's so important to be alone, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, will, I will say that, like, and this is, yes, I grew up in the suburbs, and my grandfather. It's the only time I miss smoking, by the way. My grandfather. What's that? So the only time I miss smoking. Like, I don't smoke oh, anymore. I right, smoking. Right, yeah. okay, but those, those, cigarettes, those cigarettes on the ride home after you dropped everybody off, it's, no. like, it's like a when cigarette I, after sex. Yeah, it's no. like, oh, that's the one. I got my, that's I the I one. Got my driver's license like age 16 in high school, whatever nice. else. Uh, growing up in the suburbs in Rosemary or whatever. Had an old beater of a car or whatever. And it was just sort of like, hey, yeah, like designated driver dropping off your friends or whatever. But then also just sort of like, your room isn't really alone because your parents are right up there. Yes. I just be like, I'm going for a drive. Something that's so foreign to me yeah. like now. Yeah, but you're yeah, playing like your Oh, Creed. yeah. Listen to the Creed. I was never listening yeah. to Creed. Will you take me higher? No, but that's it. Like, exactly. Like, listen to your favorite song and maybe cry a little. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evanescence, so, Evanescence comes on. Like, my, my, <laughs> no, like, like I remember even at one point, my mom was a bit of a night owl. She would, like, be like, she stayed up reading a lot. Like, like so, like, one, two o'clock in the morning. Wow. Every now and then it was just like, I'd be, like, going outside and she's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going for a drive, Ma. And she's like, why? And I'm like, I'm like just 16. me too, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm you not gonna. I'm not, I haven't time, been drinking, yeah. and yeah. It's, it's, we're just trapped in the house. I just want to like, yeah. do a lap. I'm I'm leaving to Toronto tomorrow, and I'm driving by myself, and I'm so excited. It's your first time doing it? No, I do okay. it. I do it. I do it. Uh, uh, it's, a nice, it's, a, it's a fun drive by yourself. There's a sp- there's something special about like so. Right before the, the first year that Sarah and I were dating, I did I think the most intense amount of driving that I've ever done in my life, which was like in the span of like two or three days. I drove to Pembroke, Ontario, which is in the middle of fucking nowhere, to Toronto, down to New York, back to Toronto, and then over to Montreal to, like, catch her when she, like, when her plane landed mm-hmm. or whatever. It was just, like, uh, in the span of a week, I was in a car, like, 80 hours. That's crazy. Or something. It was, it was, it was nah. bananas. But I, like, I love the people. Like, how do you do it? I was, like, because nah. I'm just, like, driving by myself. And this is, like, even, like, I don't say pre-podcast, but like kind of pre-podcast. It was yeah. like 15, 16 years ago. You're like, yeah, driving by myself. Tell us more, Grandpa. I could drive forever. Yeah. Like if I'm driving with someone, I'll be like, oh, we got to pull over, take a snack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like even I feel tired. Yes. But alone, I'm like, you want to drive for no 10 pressure, hours by yourself? Podcast, I'll drive for 10 music, hours by myself. as you wish. I'm in charge of everything. Yeah, I <laughs> like, love that. I love that so much. Pull over and take a nap. Oh, fuck yeah. And no yeah. one can call yeah. shit on route. Huh? On you route could naps. fart. You could burp <laughs> yeah. as you wish. On, on route naps. Scream uh, out the window? Yeah. And talk to yourself? <laughs> talk to yourself? I talk to myself all the time in the car. Oh, you yeah. have to. You have to. Yeah. Or listen to podcasts and yelling at them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, in the name of Go Plugging Yourself, Raji, where can we find you online? Yeah. Oh, my God. My handle on Instagram is R-A-A-A-A-A-J-I-E-E-E. So I'll link it. That's perfect Thank for you. Insta- that's perfect for <laughs> Five A's. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, same everywhere. Yeah, I have Lady Fest coming up. Um, super excited for that. Montreal Comedy All Stars. Montreal, Montreal Comedy, Comedy Series. Series. Yes, Series. I'll be doing some shows on that as well. I'm leaving to Toronto tomorrow. I come back and then I'll go back to Toronto for a bit as well. But uh, yeah, so for the most part, it's that. I also have a show next Thursday that Paul Kasner is producing, sure. and Lawrence Kerber is headlining. Hey-o. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, this, this I've, seen the, I've seen the co-host so of this show, Lawrence. Kobe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm excited for that too. I hope uh, it's a good show. Awesome, awesome. Raji, thank you so much for coming and doing this. Thank I you guys. For the uh, technical difficulties. Yeah, we went, Don't worry we went, about we went it. A long time. That was good. Yeah. Hey. Awesome.
Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um, thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, we really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, Please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just p- people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes, and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash 9to5cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way. It really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part. We're really not trying to make a profit on this. Um, and also, if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show, you can uh, contact us either on Facebook or on Twitter. There's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and uh, and let us know. And if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out, maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and uh, plugs something. A uh, big thank you as always to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show. Uh, Walter J. Ling who technically retired but still sometimes hosts. Uh, Christopher Vendito, Lawrence Korber and uh, Ines Anaya uh, all, are all amazing co-hosts and you should support them and their comedy and uh, and all of that. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for choosing Go Blog Yourself uh, as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day. Thank you. 905.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.